0: welcome to another episode of the hardship journey podcast i'm so happy to have you here i'm your host andrea mauser a mindset and personal growth coach and creator of choose your journey we all endure hardship in some form in our life it's those very things that we go through we grow through my guest today is janine king who shares about her life which included living and leaving the amish community as well as the devastating drowning accident of her brother Janine shares what community means to her and how her faith was grounded in all of this. Listening to Janine was very riveting, and I hope you are also inspired by what you hear. Thank you for listening, and be sure to check out my website, www.chooseyourjourney.co, to hear other episodes of Inspiration. Welcome to another episode of The Hardship Journey. I am so excited to be talking with Janine King today about her life journey. Janine, welcome to the episode. Hi, thanks, Andrea. I really appreciate it. Yes. So to just kind of give our listeners um, a little bit understanding, if you just want to share a little bit about who you are and your background, that would be great.
1: Absolutely. So uh, I am Janine King. I uh, have been married to my husband Nate for going on 10 years and uh, this past in 2021, we welcomed our son, our first child, Jackson Riggs into our life. So uh, I am a mama, which is something that I have has absolutely like changed my life, but um, I love it. Uh, Nate and I co own a couple of businesses. Um, we own uh, a transportation company and then also a brokerage. And so um, Nate has been an entrepreneur for over 15 years. And um, I joined him in that business uh, shortly after we got married. So, which kind of um, has led to just my own like passion and love for entrepreneurship. Um, And then I'm also the founder and visionary for Empower Her Co., um, which is a membership-based community for women in business. So um, yeah, I'm just really passionate about business, small business, entrepreneurship, and just providing the support and resources that um, especially female business owners need.
0: Yes. And I'm so thankful for you creating that organization. It has really just helped me evolve in so much and just a little bit of time that I've been a part of it. So I thank you for bringing that space as part of a community. Yeah. So you had, a, you had a unique upbringing perhaps yeah. to most. Yes. Would yes. you want to share a little bit about that?
1: Yes. So I, um, born and raised in a small town here in Iowa, uh, called Kelowna, Iowa. You probably, if you're familiar with the Amish at all, you have probably heard of it. Um, as like an Amish community. And, uh, honestly, I was born into an Amish family. Um, I have over, I don't know, probably over a hundred and like, yeah, at least over a hundred cousins. I honestly, I have no idea. Um, my, my dad was one of nine, um, siblings. And so each one of those, uh, siblings have gone on to have large families. And so, um that was kind of the the setting that I was born into and I'm the oldest of six kids um and yeah for the first 12 years of my life um my parents were Amish and that was kind of what I knew um was just yeah living doing life in the Amish community so Uh, we lived on a, on a big farm, and, you know, my uncles, aunts, my grandparents didn't, you know, they just lived, like, across the field from us, Um, and so very much grew up in that, like, community um, environment of where, like, you know, you just did everything with your family, and you helped each other out, and, you know, we were just back and forth a lot at each other's uh, houses, and, farms and was very close to my cousins growing up um they were
0: honestly like my best friends
1: yeah that's awesome
0: so question for you about that lifestyle at that time when you were growing up did you have knowledge of kind of like the modern the modern seas of life Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so I had a couple of uncles who were not Amish and they would come visit um and so, yeah, I definitely knew that there was, you know, there was more out there than, than what I was, you know, the little bubble that I was growing up in. Um, and just, yeah, from my uncles and even some like family friends who were not Amish, who we would like occasionally do things with or whatever. I definitely was exposed, you know, very limited, but exposed to to a bigger world and just the more like modern conveniences of cars and you know, stuff like that, electricity and all those things.
0: Yeah. So is there anything that you fondly remember of growing up um, in your first 12 years in that lifestyle?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the the biggest thing that made an impact on me and kind of probably like at the core of who I am today was just um, the strong emphasis on like community and like doing life together Um, and then also just the, the work ethic, like I was raised with a very, um, like we just learned how to work hard and, you know, you had to, life was definitely a little bit more, um, it was simple, but it was also like, you know, I learned how to like farm and take care of animals and how to like keep a house and how to do laundry and hanging out on the wash line and I mean just you know how to cook meals and like um you know we would like process our own meat so we would have like butchering days and I mean just all those types of things that um maybe yeah in today's world we definitely like go for the more you know what's easy Mm -hmm. and more convenient um so yeah I'm really grateful for those values um and those things that I learned from being Amish because I feel like it definitely like has shaped me um to who I am today.
0: Yeah. And you said you said you left that lifestyle around the age of 12. Was that a whole entire family decision or I presume at that age it, it, children don't really have the ability to make that decision for themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my parents left um and left the Amish uh which you know was a really big a big deal for them to like step out and you know because their families were Amish and um I remember my grandma just being like super disappointed and like heartbroken you know that we were leaving but um I think my parents were really just in search of more I think they like knew um especially in just their faith walk like um so while there is a lot of good about the Amish it's also very like um just very re- religious and very like rules based, and you know, more just um, like doing all the right things. Will you know? We'll earn our way into to heaven and that type of thing, than an actual like relationship with God. And so I think they were just really like in search of of just more life, and um, so that's what like pushed them to leave, and yeah honestly I'm I'm very grateful for that like uh, looking back I'm incredibly grateful that they had the courage to leave because um, that was you know a really difficult decision and I think just their um, courage definitely has served me well because I've had to make some really difficult decisions in my life that required um, some big courage as well and so I think they, uh, definitely kind of modeled that to me. Yeah. And how was the transition for you? Um, I mean, as a kid, I think, so we, uh, something else that was a little bit different about my family is that, um, there was like a one room schoolhouse at the end of our driveway, um, where all like my cousins and like the Amish kids in our, um, area went to school. And, my parents chose not to send me and my siblings there they instead chose to homeschool us and i mean this was back in the this was back in the like mid to late 80s so homeschooling was not a popular thing at that point um and so that like while you know i definitely had some like pain around that decision just because i would have loved to like go to school with my cousins and i always kind of felt left out and like um even just a little mocked that or like ridiculed that I didn't you know wasn't going to school with them um it leaving the Amish there really wasn't I mean there was a there was a transition in the fact that we like got a car and you know could have electric and you know we were able to like get a tv to watch movies and stuff like that um and wear different clothes and like so there was definitely some there was definitely transition but I feel like also the fact that I was already homeschooled and then we continued homeschooling it was not as like earth shattering as it maybe could have been um, if I would have had to like completely change schools and you know um, so and I would say probably honestly, the hardest thing of that transition was probably losing the, like, I was really, really close to my cousins. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it definitely, like, affected our relationship for a couple of years. Um, but then eventually, as I got a little older, and as we got into our teen years, um, we definitely
0: got to be pretty close again. Okay. So, Good. yeah. And it sounds like even you had shared your uncles were able to come when you were um, a part of that lifestyle yet so is it mm-hmm. safe to say that you guys were able to return back and, and do visits with family members who I
1: mean, yeah I
0: keep saying lifestyle but you know live the. Amish well it life. is
1: yeah 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 we were um I think I mean probably the first year was a little like strained but then I think like we were able to like go you know we went back and forth a lot and yeah. we still lived in the same area and so um I think that definitely yeah I would say, for the most part, like we were able to have good relationship with them um throughout like my teen years and stuff like that.
0: yeah, it's interesting because in some areas where we travel, you know, you'll you'll see the the horse and buggy, and there's just such a I want to say fascination, I don't know mm-hmm. of of seeing something that is so pioneer like, <laughs> like stepping <laughs> back in time.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, and
0: realizing, oh my gosh, they just announced like the latest iPhone or, you know, electric cars and all this stuff. And to think of a population of people who are so committed to the living style that they have, it just, mm-hmm. I the fascination around it. It's just, it's incredible that they can survive going against the grain and not being kind of consumed by social mm-hmm. structure that, allows them to kind of evaporate from that lifestyle to, to joining kind of modern day living.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they are definitely very committed to what they believe and very um, like loyal to what they believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think for a lot of them, they just don't question, like, this is just what they've always done. It's how they were raised. It's how their parents were raised. I mean, we're talking like generations here. And so you know, when that's, like, all you know. Um, and, and I think there's definitely some fear and um, yeah, just just probably a lot of fear placed into, like, you know, maybe they see people leave and see how they've been treated. And it's like, oh, I don't want to go through that. Um, I, I think, you know, I know of plenty examples and plenty of stories of, of families that have left the Amish and they were, like, shunned and Um, you know, just treat mistreated very poorly from, from their families. And so um, while that wasn't necessarily our experience, I feel like we are kind of in the minority in that. Um, I think, yeah, for a lot of Amish, that's not necessarily how it goes. And it it really depends. So there are like different types of Amish, um, you know, so we were, I grew up in like a new order church, um, but then there's something called the old, old order, which is like the old, the new order split off of the old order. I know it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, makes probably no sense to anyone else. But, and um, yeah, so then there's definitely some differing belief systems between those two, even though they're both Amish, um, how they like carry out some of this stuff um, is a little different. So, yeah. yeah it's always good to
0: learn kind of background on things and yeah and in that space so very cool Mm -hmm. great and so after age 12 you kind of migrated into modern day living and kind of embraced a new culture and and moving in that space and what Mm -hmm. what was next for you after that
1: yeah so um after that, my parents, we just went to like a kind of a non-denominal national church, which uh, looking back now as an adult, I would actually say that church had a lot of like cultish tendencies. Um, it was just very like a lot of control and like, I don't know, manipulation, I guess. Um, very like their belief sh- systems, I would say, are very like demeaning towards women, especially. Um, so I was in that environment and, um, I was there until I was, I think, 18 or 19. Um, and I mean, those were some really, really difficult years as a teen growing up and, you know, just wanting like friendship and wanting to like fit in and like, you know, again, I was, uh, homeschooled all through high school. And so I really just had a desire for like friendship and community and um yeah there was definitely some challenges to finding that in this church environment just because of their like belief systems um so definitely i i don't really look back at my teen years with a whole lot of like fondness like i feel like they were they were filled with um yeah just a lot of searching and i don't know looking for something more i guess Um, at the age of 18 I um, lost my brother to a drowning accident Um, we were hanging out with some friends at a um, local what was actually the Cedar River um, up close to Cedar Rapids and we were uh, him and his friends had like rafts and they were out rafting and I at the time was dating a guy and we were just hanging out kind of on the, like, um, beach area, watching them, and my brother and his friend, well, first of all, his friend, like, started to um, struggle in the current, and so my brother, like, went out after him to help him, like, to try and save him, and it took both of them, um, and so, yeah, just watching that all play out right in front of me um, on the sidelines, and just the like, you know sheer panic and trauma and um all of that was pretty traumatic and um totally like changed the changed I guess who I was and like what I thought life was all about at that point um and so yeah the months after that were there was just definitely a lot of um pain and anger and just darkness like you know knowing that i believed in god and that like god was good but wondering like why did he allow this to happen and like what was you know what was the point um and so that mixed in with just the 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 church that we were part of and just the like that environment was yeah really dark um for for a season there and so But in spite of all of that, in in the midst of so much darkness, um, I think that my faith is what, like, kept me, like, grounded and kept me, like, I knew that there was a God and I knew beyond, like, beyond all the pain that I felt um, that there was some kind of, like, purpose in this and that that he was good, you know, and that um, I could trust him even though you know I wasn't sure many days like why this was happening so yeah
0: and how at what age did you feel like you took on that mentality that faith can keep me grounded and that there was a purpose
1: I mean I think it was probably yeah I think it was probably kind of a an evolution or you know it it throughout that process of between probably 18 and Nineteen, twenty, Um, and just, yeah, as I got into like a different church setting. And so I ended up leaving that church that we were a part of, um, which definitely helped the situation a lot. And, um, I, you know, did counseling and gotten like, got a new or got a new set of friends and, you know, just kind of went in search of like different community. And I would say that, um, a lot of that definitely helped me to like yeah kind of start to heal or start the process of healing from
0: just that trauma. What would you say was your low point or feeling rock bottom?
1: Um you know I would say it honestly was probably 6 to 8 months after the accident. So I ended up ending the relationship with the guy that I was dating during that time and um I mean there was literally a point where I remember just like wanting to end my life. Like that's how incredibly like just alone and like like how hopeless and just the 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 darkness of yeah, just the whole situation was just like more than I could take. Um and I mean it truly was the grace of God that he like didn't allow me to like, you know, take any action on that thought um but just that he yeah kept bringing me back to himself and, and i think something that i remember um really like helping me through those really dark days is music like i would listen to a lot of music and um you know sometimes i would just drive down the road like blasting my music and just crying but something in those moments, like I felt the presence of God and I knew that like he was there um, and he was, you know, he was going to see me through the situation or through this dark season.
0: Well, thank you for opening up and, and sharing that about your life. And what do you feel like what you experienced influenced who you are today? Um, I think it has given me
1: a lot of empathy for, for people who go through, you know, loss or, um, just yeah, really difficult things. Um, so I think it's given me empathy. I am naturally, uh, so I don't know if you're familiar with like strengths, but like empathy is literally like number 32 or something for me. It's like way on the bottom. Uh, I am not naturally a empathetic person. um, But having gone through loss, and, you know, just some of my life experiences, I feel like it has given me like, just some empathy and even just being able to like, come along someone and be like, I understand what it's like to lose someone you love. And, you know, it's like, really, there are in those moments of loss, there are no like words that anyone can tell us that really, truly can bring us comfort. Um, It's just being there and showing care and, you know, just being a safe place for, for someone to cry on you or, you know, just being available is really like the best thing that you can do for, for someone who's experiencing loss. And so, yeah, I think that has, um, that's been, you know, that's been one of the things that i've gained through that experience um and then i also think it's just brought forth like just a depth and um yeah maybe even like a maturity that i otherwise would have probably not you know developed or gained um mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely thankful for that
0: do you feel like there were other life events that you faced where you had to dig into your faith again that it kind of challenged you following your brother's drowning accident
1: yeah i would say um i mean i definitely made some decisions uh in the years after that just like you know choosing to leave the the church that my family was a part of and kind of um i eventually ended up so my after my parents left Amish they transitioned to like a Mennonite church um and so I ended up leaving that um completely and when I was I think how old was I 22 or 23 I think I left that um and which at the time felt really difficult and hard just because again it was you know an environment that I was comfortable in and I I knew um and it was safe but I was extremely unhappy there and just unfulfilled and felt um, like I knew that there was more to being a Christian than just checking off the boxes and um, just some of the rules and, you know, the religious practices just felt very like meaningless to me. And I'm very much the kind of person that like, I don't want to do something just for the sake of doing it. Like, I want to do it because I believe in it and I like I'm doing it for a purpose and so um, a lot of what was happening there just felt very like like there was no purpose in it and so that is yeah and then also just truly desiring to be in an environment where um, like as you know to be in in a community or in a body of believers where the main like focus was just a relationship with Jesus and like, that's it. Um, and so I really desired and craved that. And so I ended up leaving the Mennonites, um, which was hard, but yeah, in that moment, um, it it took a lot of courage, but again, I kept coming back to my faith and just knowing that like, this is what I knew that God was asking me to do. Um, even though, you know, it was hard and I got some like from the outward like um there was people that were unhappy with my decision um, so yeah, I yeah. don't know if that does that answer
0: your question it does yeah and if I may ask uh, a question you know you, you talk about honing in and and following through with what God was asking you to do mm-hmm. can you kind of share a little bit more with me on, on that, you know, I'm, I'm always interested to know, you know, I, I hear people say like God talks to them um, or, you know, mm-hmm. just like the witness, the witness on things. And how does that, can I just ask, how does that work? Like, do you just feel a pull or a nudge, or do you feel like you pray on it and you're, you're looking to get a response? I'm kind of intrigued about that. I hope it's yeah. not too forward. To ask. No, no, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I think
1: as a Christian, the Holy Spirit like, you know, lives within of in us. And so I think he is like our our guide and like um our like directs us, I guess. And so um I think, you know, back at that point, it was like there was outward circumstances that inwardly I knew Like I wasn't where I was supposed to be. And so there was that nudging of the Holy Spirit, like, um, you know, and it was very gentle. It was never like forceful or like, hey, you have to do this. Like I didn't, I didn't come to this decision lightly. Um, But over time and just the, just that pull, it was like, eventually I knew that I had to follow. Because if I wouldn't have, like if I, if I would have stayed there, I think I would have been extremely unhappy. Um, you know, I think my peace, my joy, like it would have affected all of those things. And so even though maybe the easier thing would have been to stay, I think in the long run, like um, it would have, it would have just made me a really unhappy person. Yeah. And so, Yeah. I think it was just following that out, like just trusting God that, that he was guiding me and that I could just like rely on him for like the strength and the courage to, to follow through on like what he was calling me to do, because I don't think God ever calls us to do anything if he doesn't like, he will also equip us to see that through to
0: completion. Yeah. I love that. And kind of what I'm learning through some self-growth and and development is we kind of have that ego part of us that downplays things or was like the naysayer of you can't do that, or that's not possible. So you sharing kind of the process of your faith and how that is instrumental and has really guided you and directed you mm-hmm. kind of like gets that ego off our shoulder <laughs> and we're like yeah, more intentional with listening to and trusting, like you said, and surrendering yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who's maybe feeling at a low point or experiencing their own hardship? What words of encouragement or guidance would you share? Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, I think it's really hard, uh, I think, to go through really difficult times if you don't have like something like a foundation to ground you, you know, to come back to. And so, um, yeah, I would just you know, encourage anyone to like explore and like to reach out, like Jesus truly does love and care for, you know, care for us in the midst of our pain and our trauma and like our darkness. And so, you know, reach out to him, um, like pray, tell him how you feel, um, because he does care and he is listening. And then, um, I would also just like find someone to talk to, like you know find someone a safe person like like reach out to someone that that you feel like you can trust and just be honest with them because um i do feel like when we are honest and we bring our pain into the light like there is there is healing that can come from that and so um yeah and i'm a huge advocate for you know therapy counseling um whatever whatever it is that you need in in those really difficult um seasons so you know most definitely pursue that um but i also think that just being in community and being in relationship with with other people can be um yeah extremely beneficial as well
0: what would you say you most appreciate about what your life experience has been
1: um I mean, I think it's the, the things that I've been through have really become the values that I live my life by now. Um, and so, you know, I'm very passionate about community, which is, um, what has led me to, you know, starting something like empower her is just because I'm so passionate about community. Um,
0: like it's a full circle.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then also just even like, um, know just the ministry that like my husband and i feel called to and we're very active um in the church that we're a part of and just yeah i feel like my experiences have just really led me to believe or have helped me to see why community is so incredibly important um and i think in today's like world some of that you know especially just having come through uh 2020 and just the isolation like you know i think we've kind of lost some of that and so and i just i'm seeing like the effects of that is having on people and just their mental health and their well-being and so yeah i think my experiences um and yeah just how i was raised have really like solidified in my heart why i think being in community
0: is so incredibly important yeah I mean, I definitely agree. So what would be a song that lifts you up or a quote that you like to refer to? Yeah, so I actually, um,
1: as I was kind of preparing for this podcast, I uh, thought about a song that I used to listen to all the time, um, especially back in, I think this song came out in like maybe 03 or 04. Um And I think it's Matt Redman, uh, Blessed Be Your Name, I think is who the the artist is. I should have looked it up. But one of the lines in that song is just like, when the darkness closes in, blessed be your name. And um, I just remember listening to that song like over and over and over again, Um, just because when on the days when I felt like the darkness was closing in on me and like, the pain of what I was feeling was like too much Um, at the end of it. I still wanted to be able to say, blessed be your name. And so, yeah, that's um, I mean, I haven't listened to that song as much in recent years, but kind of, as I was thinking about this today, I, my mind went back to that and I was
0: like, you know, I need to share that. So glad you did. Yeah. And what do you and Nate like to do for fun? Um
1: so we love to travel. We haven't done a whole lot of it in the last few years. Um but we do love to travel and just explore and you know we um because we do lead relatively busy lives uh we find um getting away just to be really good for us to just like rest and um be refreshed. So we try to yeah make a point of having that happen at least once if not twice a year. Um, and then let's see what else. I don't know. Now that we have our son, we love hanging out with him. Um, we enjoy just hanging out with friends and, you know, drinking good coffee or having a good mixed drink or whatever. Uh, Nate loves to like barbecue and grill. So we do a lot of like hosting and, you know, having people over, um, that to us is, is fun and, you know, it's refreshing. Um so yeah.
0: Yeah, and we're moving into a better season for that. So, yes. Sounds like you better get your get your outside ready for yes. enjoyment like that. Yes, for sure. So, so. any any bucket list item that you would have? Anything you want to do in this life? I mean, you created so much um in establishing that community which is growing with empower her. So yeah, anything else from a bucket list item? Not to say that was a bucket list, but something you want to do in your life.
1: Yeah, um, someday I would love to travel to Europe. Um, That is one of the places I have not been yet. So, you know, just taking a a long, I don't know, maybe like a month or something and traveling all over Europe. That's definitely a bucket list um, thing. Uh, I also would actually like to write a book. We'll see if that happens or not. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I've got, I don't know. I have some other like ideas, but you know,
0: (laughs) who knows? Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh. Well, I so appreciate you just opening up and sharing kind of how things evolve for you and really, you know, kind of at the space that you're at now. And like, like I said before, community has come full circle for you and the faith, around that has grown so much too, that I can, I can tell from what you shared. So just thank you for opening that up. And I know we're really in a season. I feel where people are recognizing they need faith. They need Mm -hmm. to be a part of that, but sometimes they're just unsure of where to start. So, Mm -hmm. um, any, any closing remarks before we end here on where do you start? What would be something to just kickstart it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it doesn't have to be, I think sometimes we like
1: overcomplicate this and I think, you know, we serve a God who is loving and kind and he like wants to be in relationship with his kids. And so like, it can be as simple as just, you know, talking to him, praying to him and telling him like, I, I want this, like, you know, and just, just communicating, um, Yeah. Your desires. And even just, um, you know, apart from him, like, like we can't do this life on our own strength. And so we need, you know, we need him, um, because life is hard and, and the, the things that come at us and the pain and, you know, whatever is, is too much for us to bear. And so, um, yeah, just reaching out to him through prayer and then, you know, get involved in a good faith community that, will help you to grow, will help you to understand the word. Um, you know, and even before that, just opening the Bible and, and starting to read it. And if, uh, you know, you want to reach out, uh, if you're listening to this and you have questions or, um, you just want to, you know, talk about something that maybe I shared in this episode that resonated with you. Um, I'm always available like through DMS on like Instagram or, uh, instant messenger or something like that on Facebook. So don't hesitate to,
0: to reach out. Yeah. I'll definitely put your handles in the show notes here. Yes. So I guess I do have one more question. <laughs> do you, do you have a, a Bible verse that you really ref- you go back to that is like when you're having a hard time something that you reflect on
1: so uh a scripture that has really meant a lot to me um especially just when i was like throughout my teen years and my early 20s was proverbs 3 and it's verses 4 and 5 Um, or sorry, five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding in all your ways, know him and he will make your paths straight. And um, yeah, in the midst of just my own pain, I think just realizing that like, even though I don't understand all of this, I can trust God. Um, And I can trust him that, that he is like, making my path straight and that, you know, there is, there is some kind of purpose in all of this. And so, um, yeah, those have been a couple verses that have been meaningful to me, um, throughout
0: my life. Wow. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Thank you so much, Janine. Um, I really appreciate our time together and I, I know people are going to really appreciate hearing this type of perspective, in their own faith that they can tune into. So, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you
1: so much for, for inviting me and just for giving me this opportunity to share.
0: Thank you so much for listening in to the Hardship Journey episode. It would mean so much to me if you would share this episode with a friend or family member or even post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. And I hope you feel inspired and motivated from listening to this episode. And no matter what comes your way on life's journey, you can make your own hardship journey.